To my beloved daughter, I set out with explicit intentions, and now I find myself feeling the need to convey what they were. What I wanted was a better life for us, for you. What I found is that can't happen until certain things change. And where I was, I felt powerless to make that change happen. But I have found a fearlessness take over me as I begin to truly trust myself. That, in and of itself, is power. As for my void powers, I have found someone, a wise moth, willing to help me hone them into something to be reckoned with. He is also teaching me bonsai. And as I prepared to go to battle, the battle came to me. Your father sent the deacon after me for leaving. His aim is to control us. By this point, I hope you understand that not only can you not trust him, but you can't trust anybody who associates with him in any way, either. My void powers weren't strong enough yet, and a flamethrower I'd fashioned from perfume is ultimately what took him down. It's really quite fun. I think you'd like it. You must always have a contingency plan for when your most trusted power fails you. When. If you see any of these four underlings, the abbot, the friar, the fuck the other one is named, their aim is to control us. We can't let them. People who you have trusted in the past, they may not be safe for you now. Whoever you surround yourself with, do not trust them. Do not trust anybody. If I've learned anything from this moth, it is that we have to be proactive to prevent needless suffering. Sometimes we must suffer to make this happen. Sometimes others must suffer. Sometimes the past or the present must suffer. There will always be suffering. We have to mitigate the damage by being prepared to strike first, to go for the throat before it is too late. As artists do, we must go hard in the paint. This moth, I don't trust him. He doesn't trust me. He is wise and he is thoughtful and therefore he is effective. My bet friend Todd is the only person now who I entrust with my true thoughts. And even then I have to ask myself, can I truly trust him? Todd runs out to search for a moonstone for me wherever we go. No dice so far, but I keep asking myself about you. Would she choose white or would she choose black? And why hasn't he ever come back with a moonstone yet? So many other things I want to share, but I can't. And as I write this, I realize I will never actually be able to send it to you because they're really coming for me now. Everything that leaves a trace can be traced. Nowhere is safe. Stay low, strike first. That's where we agree to disagree, Yorski. And I'll meet you on... What'd be a good name for a bad Magic the Gathering podcast? Mm. Uh, Tap that ass. Red Dick Wins. <laughs> oh, I'm going to meet you on Red Dick Wins. <laughs> also, I mean, you don't even have to... I feel like you, you guys live close enough together now that you guys could actually, like, fist Austin hasn't visited me once. I, you're you're I still, cooked, like, two hours away. I cooked food for him. <laughs> I had it out on the table. And, I he made, tur- and he didn't show? I made Coke Masseur. Wow. For Austin. Wow. And he didn't show up. It was me sitting right. at my table. I had a candle. It was half burned out. Eventually, the <laughs> wick just burned out, and I sat there and cried and ate my croque you, you realize every 
you realise every time you tell a lie about Austin, that challenge rating for that fight you're about to have is just going to go up a little <laughs> more. Cool. Joke's on him. I'm going to build a new character. Yeah, that's not a threat to I mean, Chris. I think that depends on the lie, doesn't it? Like, uh, I don't know, like, Austin is the coolest person I know, for example, might decrease the challenge rating mm. while still technically being a lie. Yeah, the more handsome you tell people I am, the lower her armor class. <laughs> like... Austin's face doesn't smell that bad. So now Amy she just lost the extra attack. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last time we left this adventure, uh, Claire walked in on Amy doing something shameful with her mother's skull. Roll initiative. Okay. Don't that is a way like to phrase that. that. Okay. Not, what the fuck? Could we rephrase? <laughs> Austin. Absolutely not. Roll initiative. You know exactly what you did. You fuck. 17. Uh. Oh, that's high. Uh, nine. Okay, so the, the way this episode starts is Amy and Claire are in the basement of the barn, which I looked into. It is a thing. It's just relatively rare. Uh, Amy summons her ash sword on top of her, like, uh, metal dagger, and she just runs at you with it. I said at the end of the last episode that I'm not sure if she has it in her heart to murder her sister. Um, so I, I think she is still battling with she, whether or not she's capable of that. But there's, she's going to try to fight you, and we'll see how that goes. So here is the first attack. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, 21 and 18. Uh, does both hit? Now, question. Uh, looking through my equipment, I have one jammy hug in my inventory. <laughs> Can I block with that? I don't think that's what that was. Okay, it's in my inventory, though, and you approve everything that goes into it, so... Yeah, I think that was the episode where the team said goodbye to Clear as they were leaving, and I think Lola was covered in jam when she hugged you, which I believe is what happened there. Well, I also have a wooden flute in my inventory. Can that help? (laughs) You take (laughs) three... Chris! I mean, I'm just out. I'm out. Uh, you talked so much shit before the recording that <laughs> I didn't talk any shit. I had no confidence in this fight. I just I bust balls. Yeah, I mean Amy's balanced. She was going to be one of the possible bosses for the entire Gorefields arc, so she's not a one-on-one encounter. But wow, I rolled incredibly well. You take thirty-nine damage, and how much HP do you have? I'm out. I'm done. I'm. <laughs> no, I mean, how much did you have total? Oh, I'm not dead. I'm I I have 32 health, so I get okay. Down. So I mean, how do you visualize this? You get knocked down. I imagine it's just clear, being like, no, not not really looking to fight. As said, pretty not no. I'm just getting steamrolled over. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah, I was prepared for that to be a fight. Damn, I rolled really well. Wait, so that was supposed to be like a whole ass scene, and now, <laughs> now, now, uh, now Amy can get back to doing disgrace- disgraceful things with her mother's skull. <laughs> uh, what kind of injury do you think Claire takes in this? As I mean, this this sword is made of ash, which is like you know smoldering wood. Does she like slash you across the face with it? Is it not she not trying to wound you? You think like that? What? Uh, I don't know. You had to tell me. Is is. Because this is a potential opportunity to have done something that could have been a lethal blow. That as that comes down to what you think Amy would do. Yeah, and I think on some level she is she is grappling with whether or not she needs to kill you so that you don't tell people 
that she's a freak who talks to her mother's dead body, who she also murdered. These are all oh, like, well, then now it's obvious. She, she cuts my throat out. Oh no, I don't. But that's what I'm saying. That's that's one thing. But the other thing but is that's you're, w- you're ten, and you're also her sister. So I don't think well, she has. I, she's not gonna try to kill she's me. She's trying to get I, her killed, Chris. No, but I mean, she wants to make sure I don't tell anybody. Jesus Christ. Austin, you steamroll me. I feel like it has to be a pretty big injury, right? Not just uh... I really like Chris as a person and as a storyteller. Uh, you're also just a really sick fuck. You know that? Why? Chris Chris is a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Interesting. So she yeah, so she rushes at you with the ash sword. You she's expecting you to summon your ice sword and block it, and you don't, is the first thing. And that, but maybe she's like, what the swing is like would have been a decapitation blow. But when she realizes like mid swing, you're not going to even try to block it. She pulls up at the last second and just cuts the front of your your throat. Yeah. Um. And so like as you're you know start profusely bleeding, and the sight of that both as a child and as her sister is like really upsetting. And she like sends the sword away. She's like, it bursts into like ash in her hands and kind of floats away. And she's does the, the, the don't tell mom like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I mean, she's doing horrible things to her mother's skull. So I guess stop saying right it there. like that. But I think a, like an immediate panic sets in. Cause I mean, she's 19. She, I don't think he's ever murdered a child before. And so what was uh, humiliation and anger just turns like frantic worry as she like tries to, she grabs some of her dead mom's clothes, which are in this basement and like starts pushing down on your throat. All right. Cut to next scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did not know that's how that was going to happen. So, Here's a fun thing. Let's talk about something fun. Okay. There's new styles of Uggs, apparently. <laughs> Lauren. I learned this because when my computer was being fucky, I somehow ended up, while I was waiting for it to restart, on the Full Acro website, and I have seen some things. Mm-hmm. Like what? Um, I know Uggs are shoes. I have no idea where this is going. The, okay, you think Ugg, and you think of the boots, right? But they're, they ha- they have their own slides now. And they're terrible, but I kind of love them. But they're terrible. Hold on. Okay, is Lola Beans wearing them in this scene? Is that what you want to establish? Oh well, now she is. This is uh, this is her boat footwear. <laughs> okay, so the last. <laughs> You're a monster. So the last time you left the rest of the party, you had just rescued the halfling known as Effort uh, from a diamond storm. And she, you know, as you can see, her knuckles have been recently uh, decrystallified painfully. They're like wrapped in bandages. Uh, She's pretty fucked up, but you all came together to save her. Um, And she's recuperating in like uh, the, you know, below deck with all of you gathered around. She's, you know, in pain, but you all can talk to her right now if you would like. So yeah, you did doing doing okay, doing doing all right. Not really. Yeah, yeah, didn't didn't think so. Um, and anything we can do to help? I mean, you already saved me, so as long as you don't throw me off the boat, I you've already done everything I could ask for. Uh, as I say, what brings you into this area? I. <clears throat> I got uh, 
I guess, kicked out of the team. What, some murderous halflings? Why, why did you get kicked out? The guy in charge, Hope, he's insane. Insane how? He, th- he thinks the God King is gonna, like, re- reward us if we capture you. He doesn't realize that we're being used. Or he does, and he's just pretending not to. Sounds like a thing. Sorry, that's that's gonna suck. I mean, we kind of owe him. We all felt like we had to try, because having those powers was better than things used to be. But, I mean, you were right when we were fighting that we're just gonna die for him. There's, there's no future there. And I feel like if you gotta die for someone, that's like the worst person you could die for, right? Yeah, I th- what I, what got me in trouble was questioning that the God King was behind what happened to us in the first place. The one day that the salt wasn't safe to sleep on, and I think that's what what happened to us in the first place. It's his fault. But Hope said that was blasphemy. He made me leave. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say you're probably right. We we are on team. The God King caused most of the problems. That's that's where we're settling on all this. I mean, we we weren't always like this, the cannibalism and so forth. <coughs> when we got our potential back, I could feel it. I'm not, we haven't always been like this. Do you want to come with us and go kick the God King's ass? <laughs> do you have any intel? Like, do you, do you have tips? I don't know how much help I'm going to be. With half my hands missing, <clears throat> she like holds up the bandage hands she has and says, "You know, I'm barely conscious right now, but I can give you intel about Hope's group. I mean, they're still coming after you. They think if they capture you, the God King will let them keep their powers without all their blood turning into salt. <clears throat> but I don't think that's true. I mean, I mean that that sounds like a good starting point." Knowing knowing what's going on with the people that are chasing us down would help. So, I mean, she kind of explains what otherwise would have been a like difficult puzzle combat encounter, which is that uh, the the halflings you're aware of are hope, worry, egoism, covetousness, and a fifth one, which I'll discuss in a second. Uh, but she tells you that egoism forces you to attack them first. You We've all experienced this before in the mall. And so that you have to rush egoism down first. If you attempt to do anything else, you're just wasting your time. And that that's a be- very bad uh, choice because it is a timed fight. She tells you hope will drain all of your will to fight. And if you don't win the encounter fast enough, that you will all be put in basically into the coma that Young was in. So it's a timed fight with a trick that one of the person will uh, basically make attacking anyone else impossible at first. So that's that's the, the secret of the encounter. And I say the fifth um, halfling because uh, when <laughs> when Effort explains the, the five living other halflings to you, she says hope, worry, egoism, covetousness, and regret. And none of you fought someone named regret before. Um, hope was in the game shop and ran away. Worry was in the game shop. Egoism and covetousness we're in the food court and then everyone else has got just absolutely murdered. But when you, when one of you says like regret, I don't remember that one effort explains to you all that 
their power is as long as they have unfinished business, they come back from the dead. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that seems like a that seems like an overpowered cool power. power. Just like go get a library book out and and just hide it somewhere where you can never return it. Oh You're good. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Constantly keep checking out library books, so they'll never be able to kill you. Have, have a to-do list that you deliberately go like, I'm not gonna do the washing up today, I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the halflings that Bramwell just immediately decapitated before learning anything about them in the movie theater. And so it's very funny when he, I think, crit or something and did like a thousand million damage and their head exploded off their shoulders and they seemed dead because I knew they were coming back. But this is something Effort tells you now. Um, but all the other halflings were were killed. But those those five remain and they're coming for you. Yay. Oh, 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 I missed one. Uh, also, there is Vanity, mm-hmm. uh, the halfling whose outfit is made entirely of belts. Uh, Lola shot them in the butt with her crossbow, uh, and that wound immediately healed, but then they fled. So there is another one as well. So we just need to blow them up again. Uh, actually, Effort says, I would appreciate if you could not kill Worry. He's my friend, and he doesn't really want to be there, but the crystal is growing in his head, and it gives him such pain. Well, give us a description, otherwise might get lost in the heat of battle. <laughs> I mean, Vendros, you fought Worry. He has the the pink crystal coming out of his skull like a horn. Yeah. Um, and he's, he seemed like he was in constant pain. And it's like the only thing that brings him any comfort is being near Hope, who dr- drains Hope from other people and gives it to the, those who follow him. So Yeah, that, that that's going to be bad if we deal with Hope, huh? That so that basically what's happening here is because you spared effort, you you get a uh, some tips and tricks. So you get the game pro, uh, the, you get the game facts for an upcoming. Fight. Yeah, except just like we they tore out the page where it's like, and here's the secret weakness to their cool sounding ability. Like, where's that page of the game facts? Yeah, I mean, you do know the trick. I I've I've looked into my th- my third eye and seen this fight without this information, which is you all attacking whoever you feel like. All your stuff getting canceled because you don't attack e- uh. egoism. Yeah, and then the time running out and you all dying. So, so we'll just focus on the one and then focus on the other. Cool. Yeah, that is essentially what happened to Corton in the mall. If you'll recall, is his his attack got canceled by egoism. That's actually how uh, Lola lost her heck bow is by not mm, my bow. So covetousness is out there still has your has your bow and has the loot and will take more items the more you fight them. So. so if we come across them, uh, headshot them immediately. So I'm hearing. If it helps, the revenge one was pretty easy, so no real reason <laughs> to worry about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so as you say that, you hear I think Zer up uh, on on the in the crow's nest probably just yell like, "Yo, we got a something in the distance. We got a thing. Hey, everybody, thing. There's stuff and things. What kind of thing is it?" Uh, Young says, uh, attention crew, we got a thing off the port bow. What kind of thing is it? <laughs> I think at this point, Staples, like, opens the door, walks in, sees what's going on, and just kind of lays down in the bed next to Effort. It's just, like, not acknowledging that this person's, like, bleeding all over the sheets. It's just like- Staples, what's the thing? I don't know, I'm sleepy. I'm going to bed. It's because you made me stab you so much. I don't have any blood left. We have to find Twain. 
They don't know. <laughs> Dwayne's, Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne's already on the bow, just like, I see the thing. I've, I've ocularly ascertained the thing's properties, and I can see it perfectly. Wow, Ninja I wish you were here. supposed to go up and see the thing. Excellent job, Lord Commander Dwayne. <laughs> Admiral Dwayne. Apparently the audience hates Dwayne. Yeah, we're recording like two episodes ahead or whatever, so we can't immediately take your feedback into account. It's too late. We've already loved Dwayne. Dwayne, can you see the thing? What is it? Everyone roll a perception to see the thing. <laughs> Damn it, Dwayne. Ooh, but I have advantage. Making me roll perception. I don't, but I wanted to believe I did. Hey, I got a 20. <laughs> nice. Nine. 19. Uh, 14. Yep. 20 and 19 will do it. Um, I think you all go back above above deck and let effort sleep, and I guess staples as well, um, and see on the horizon a uh, what's clearly a settlement. Um, because you succeeded, I'm going to give you some more. Um, you recognize what is a, a gate around this uh, settlement. Uh, it's like a fully gated community. Uh, the buildings is what was going to be very confusing if you didn't roll high enough because they're all very uh, orderly and uh, arranged in a geometric pattern throughout this the settlement. Is it a gated ha- community, like a like a suburb? Absolutely. Hell yeah! Um, it looks like basically someone took a big knife and cut a suburb out of the ground and then just plopped it in the middle of a salt flat. It's very strange to you all. Uh, none of you have ever seen anything quite like this uh, Edward Scissorhands ass place. I was about to say, you bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, for all of you, you think if you had rolled low, you might think it was like a military encampment or some kind of like bizarre uh, cult compound, which I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> yeah, it could still be that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're approaching it and um, it's it's a little off-putting, but with those high rolls, you don't see any obvious fortifications or weapons there's like a couple of guards and like a tower near the, the gate should we um but should we go through there still or should we go around it but it, well i guess actually can i roll a history to know maybe what this thing is that seems like a good idea uh 12 14 19 hell yeah uh, so, Corton, you you absolutely crushed this. We got 17 and 19 on the board. I think you, of all people, are like, oh, I've heard about this. This is uh, Absinthia. This is where we're going. It's the Turek settlement. Um, and I've I've heard that it has, like, really high standards. I think at some point maybe you were like, maybe I want to fuck a Turek or something. And you're like, oh, I heard their place is completely uh, surrounded by a fence and they're very choosy about who they let in. It's probably too much heat to go See if you can get laid or whatever. I'm just trying to put myself in Corton's shoes, how he would think about geopolitics. Well, uh, he sort of figured you'd have to work up to them. You know, it's not unlike the uh, the the Christians and Paul inevitably bringing the uh, Romans in line with Christianity and getting them to adopt it and destroy the uh, older pantheons. That's exactly what it's like. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, with a 19, I would say that you know that this is a uh, a settlement that's loyal to the God King, but also that has a reputation as being, like, non-combative. Like, part of their reputation is that, like, the God King leaves them alone because they're behaved. Mm-hmm. So you think if you uh, you you can approach safely and d- discuss rationally your needs with these people, although you probably don't want to immediately say, we're the rebellion, you probably need to suss out who's safe to talk about that with but this is where you need to be all right so corn said well this is the place wherever we need to find 
Where we need to go in here, I have no idea, but we're certainly in the right spot. And, and I'm frankly surprised. I expected this to have more security. Yep, I put a Tarek in the roll 20. They are kind of Dark Sun's version of the orc. They're very large, muscular um, oh. humanoids. Um, I would say they're like a little bit more gorilla than regular orcs, but... Is that his chest hair? Oh, those are like spikes sticking out of his like male. And he's like, little, does, he does not have chest well, hair. Well, like on his tummy. No, I, I'd say that they are notably bald all over. Okay. I've, I was I've like, never no. seen it. I've looked at every Dark Sun book and I've never seen a Tarek pube <laughs> is all I'm saying. Why did you have to bring pubes into this? You know why. I really don't. Because Austin is horny all the time. <laughs> I've never been horny. I was taking a drink when you said that, and I spit on myself a little bit. (laughs) Nice. I would like to ride preposterous to it. Oh, interesting. Okay, so do you want to leave the skiff, like, a little bit farther away and go out as, like, the spokesman? Sure. Uh. Either sort of the vanguard, are you? (laughs) You're also wearing knight's armor, so you're clearly with the god king. Yeah, 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 but I'm gonna go first. (laughs) <laughs> sure thing. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> what? I don't understand. Jahoy there! <laughs> uh, so as you walk up... Sorry, Jahoy there! As you kind of uh, canter up to the, the gates of Absinthia on Preposterous, you see uh, a guard kind of stick their head out of their crudely uh, erected guard post. It's like not part of the original community, obviously. Um, this is like something that was built after this place was found. Um, this Tarek kind of sticks their head out and says, well, hi to hell there, neighbor. Oh, good day to you. Always great to see a knight. You patrolling? Well, that sort of thing. Yes, you could say, I suppose. <laughs> Looking to get in and perhaps uh, rest up. There's quite a storm out there. Oh, yes. The diamond storms are rather fierce. We, uh. We got to stay alert. Uh, is that your skiff out there? I don't see uh, the traditional uh, flags and colors and so forth. Uh, flags were taken by the storm. <laughs> uh, okay, deception with advantage, because this guy uh, loves knights. <laughs> uh, so we're going to hopefully not get that botch. <laughs> I got a three. <laughs> oh. He goes, oh, old neighbor, surely you can bring uh, maybe a letter, a recommendation or something. You know, we got we to gotta keep it safe here. We got to follow all the rules. Did I, do well, I, I did bring along the royal moose. <laughs> he, did, he did bring the royal moose. Have you not heard of that tradition? I have not. I would love to get a pet on that guy. I know that. Oh, absolutely. Preposterous loves pets so long as there's food to be involved as well. Which, of course, I'm sure you have inside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, uh, of course, we have to let the royal moose in. Uh, We'd love to get your paperwork straightened out before we let the rest of the the, the skiff inside. You know, because of the regulations, the homeowners association is going to be on my ass. Fucking homeowners. Oh, I... Uh, no, I understand that completely. Do you mind if they use the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> As I said, there's a terrible storm out there. Uh-huh. Uh, so you rolled a three, so I'm loath to just give it to you. Um, do you. Does anybody else want to have a, a thing here to step up and help? Oh, uh, what if I ride up on Stuart and he gets to pet all the other animals? And Corton starts dancing lightly and 
holding his groin a little bit. Yeah, we'll like walk up and <laughs> like oh, a is, this, is this the I need to pee dance? Is uh, it? Yeah, I mean, I could do persuasion or deception. Your choice. Yeah, I, I think this is like a group uh, performance role to all make yourself seem harmless and on the level. Basically, what's happening here? I've got the royal menagerie. I rolled a twelve. Fifteen. Twenty-two. Oh shit! Oh fuck! <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think Conrad, okay. With the 22, I think obviously, Corton, when you come out, you're you're so sexy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you just it's the off. simultaneous mix of that's one real sexy man, but also that's just embarrassing how bad that adult needs to pee. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the guard is uh, taken with you and maybe uh, make some allowances they normally wouldn't make for someone who wasn't quite as attractive. What dance are you doing? Are you like belly dancing? No, you're doing the pee-pee dance. Yeah, that's why you, oh, that's why the he's pee-pee dance. The She's doing the pee-pee dance. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, the, oh, we wouldn't want, uh, you know, a loyal God King uh, personnel soiling themselves because of my <laughs> uh, incompetence. So I guess let's open the gate, fellas. Excellent. Great. Uh, you know, if you want to hold it, Okay, Okay, let's go back to the gore fields for a second. (laughs) Okay, so clear, I think Amy cannot go through with murdering you. Uh, She cuts your throat and then helps you stabilize. What happens next? Does she take you back to the Duke and, like, try to explain herself? Does she, like, hide you in the barn? Well, yeah, I mean, she has to, I assume, get medical care because Clear is profusely bleeding through the throat, and I have to assume the only person she would trust would be the Duke. Okay, so I think we, we rejoin Clear. Uh, you were uh, resting in bed in a, like a parallel to Effort, who we just left, and you just hear outside of the Duke just ripping Amy a new asshole in front of everybody. Be like, this is completely unacceptable, you know, obviously in the Russian voice, but just like, how could you do this to your sister? What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, and I don't know. I, hmm, I, is does Amy just take it? I feel like she's like, this motherfucker cannot talk to me this way. She did also just murder her sister, like almost. So she might not, I don't know. Maybe she's doesn't even like, it's just like sound going through one ear and out the other at this point. Yeah. I think at a certain point, Amy like stomps off angrily. Um, this is this is pretty bad. This thing that has happened here. Eventually, though, the Duke like checks in on you and says, uh, "You are feeling any better?" Uh, so Clear is going to attempt to say somewhat, but as soon as she tries to talk, uh, her throat feels like it's on fire. Fuck! She just like, kind of clutches at her throat. Of all the injuries to have on an audio-only show, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking uber uh so yeah the duke looks uh very concerned and goes to get uh like medicinal herbs and so forth um can you roll a perception for me clear oh why do you give me the wrong skill for the wrong character every time i don't like it's not the, the do you just want one. do you want to roll or do you just want to succeed at everything chris you go to Vegas and you're like, this sucks. Why don't oh, I win every mind, time? Oh, never mind, I crit. I'm awesome. <laughs> 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 All right. So, uh, Suck my dick, 
It's like my Natsorsky. I'm a superhero now. Okay. Uh, so oh, can I have Daredevil like echolocation because I lost one of my senses? For a second, I thought you meant like as a bat does. That Sabrina would just be like, eh. <laughs> There's so much wrong with this. I don't. That's not how that works. I, I think Daredevil is like grandfathered in. But I think if you try to do Daredevil now, people will be like, this is a really fucked up premise for oh my god that's right it really yeah um but no i mean with a 20 you crit so i'm gonna give you everything here which is since you blinked into the grave for the first time um you've begun hearing like whispering um and i think as you're sitting here in the dark waiting for the duke to come back with medicine uh you begin hearing it again but now without is it like the pain that focuses you I, I I don't know exactly how you want to like think through this. It could be like a uh, your sense you lost the ability to talk and now you can hear better, but I don't, that doesn't sound right to me necessarily. It might just be like you got so close to death and the gray. It might also be a level that she just put Amy's nonsense behind her. Like that's something that if she weren't attempting to become a conduit of termination, she'd be like, well, I have to go speak with Amy and address this. But she's like, no, I guess nothing crazy is going on in that basement. Now I can focus finally. Almost like, ah, good. That leaky faucet is not leaking anymore. I can finally get some sleep. Oh, interesting. So you consider the uh, Amy, the issue with Amy put to bed. You're like, oh, she's mentally ill and speaks with her dead mother's skull. That's fine. That's none of my business. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay. I thought it was something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my sister talks to a corpse. Whatever. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that would have been a much different ending to Psycho if the detectives gathered around and they're like, no, totally normal here. He was having the normal one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like Jason Voorhees, too. Part two, specifically, I guess. Um, spoilers, because she gets For to like cap. 60 year old movie. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Chris, you experience time in such an exciting way. Yeah, I know. Like yesterday was, uh, I don't even know when. Like, if you ask me about presidents, it's a real wide berth between, like, Nixon and Lincoln. I mean, any president really could have happened in between there. Like, if you ask me who was president, like, in 1908, I'd have been like, eh, Eisenhower? That sounds about right, right? Oh, lordy. Okay, so you crit like 30 minutes ago. We haven't actually addressed what you hear. Uh, in bed clear which is this whispering getting clearer and clearer i didn't mean that for that to be a pun um but so now that you've pushed everything else out of your mind you can finally make out a word uh which is frida <gasps> be very curious about that that's spicy um and it also because you crit i'm gonna give you an additional thing which i wasn't even really prepared for which is a direction i think that you hear that calling from so uh, the choice kind of here is do you want to stay and try to block this out and keep training or do you want to follow these whispers out of the gore field because your sister goes like stomping off and i think you can go in another direction and we can just absolutely shatter this entire training thing that we had planned so uh claire is going to get out of bed and she's going to walk over to the Duke, who I assume is, like, getting medicine and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's just going to, like, tug, I guess, like, on his, I don't know, he's wearing a cape. He's, like, some kind of weirdo like that. <laughs> I mean, that's not how I pictured him, but if you want to have, if you want him to have, like, a, a medical cape <laughs> for, for this situation. 
whatever. I don't know. Whatever KP has for this kind of situation. Uh, I want to <laughs> tug on that. And I want to uh, pantomime getting in the like the the training position i assume like when they meditate you know you do like a like a lotus pose or something like that or or some kind of like way to focus everything and i think clear is consciously saying let's you know let's get back to training come on so i think like the duke like brings some medicine and tries to you know give it to you throughout the meditation but you just want to go back to the vineyard and reflect instead of leaving yeah, I, it is a conscious choice that uh, Clear is not following after this thing that seems to be indicating some kind of clue about her mother. All right, so last time we meditated, we rolled intelligence. Uh, let's do that again. You know I love the rule of threes, so I hope we get one more of these. You really do. Uh, 17. Yeah, very good. So I think um, you hear you hear these whispers at the corners of your mind, and you hear one of them clearly now saying Frida calling to you uh, from the salt flats outside the gore fields, and you successfully push it away, and you become a being of pure determination for... It sounds like having sex with Sting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tantric meditation. But like, this is the first time you've successfully meditated and really put all this stuff together. The hard work you've been doing with Charlie, the basically abuse you've been suffering at Amy's hands, and like, you push all the distractions away. And um, at this point, uh, when you finally achieve this, it's only for a moment because you'll have to keep doing this to do better i think for a moment uh you feel a kind of transcendental euphoria that you've never felt and we don't have words for this is like a thing a lot of religions are about right where you know something like you buddhists would call it zen uh you know it's called gnosis like like transubstantiation not the same thing, but fine. No, it's a big word, but I wanted to use it. <laughs> Thank you, bud. No, you're not eating us uh, uh, something that is actually becomes the flesh of Jesus in your mouth, which is, is going to cut that out. That's that would seem too mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's an ineffable kind of feeling that happens to you for the first time. Very nice. And I think we we talked before about trying to get uh kind of keep score of how many levels you're going up and down. And so like summoning your ice sword was plus one, uh getting distracted by the barn was minus one, and now this is plus one again. Ooh. Okay. Uh so this is working, but the the, the consequence of your action so far is that Amy has left, which is an interesting wrinkle. Um I think the last thing that happens at the end of this day as you kind of go off to bed is you hear Charlie, like Charlie comes by the place where you sleep, which is with the workers and says, Hey, Hey kid, how's your neck thing? Uh, Claire is just going to kind of like shake her head and point to it. Just give like a, like a, like an X motion with her hands. Can't trust these Royals, even, even their own families, huh? Claire's going to shrug. <laughs> I mean, she, know you both are in on Corton's plan to not let Amy ultimately come out on top. So I think Charlie's like, whatever. She, she was never the end goal of this anyway. Let her run off in a temper tantrum. I'm going to try to find like a piece of paper and uh, write on it. See, should be fine? Question mark. Uh, Charlie says, I hope not. It'll save us the trouble of getting rid of her later if she's not. So, Damn. Uh, Clear's just gonna write. Can't worry too much about it now. 
Yeah. Uh, actually, the, what Charlie says to that is, yeah, you seem very busy. I didn't know if you wanted to, to not be bothered by stuff, but I actually came over here because uh, someone's here is looking for your sister. That's a big, uh, big genie person. Uh, can I do a history check? Sure. Uh, 12. Uh, 12, yeah. I think you know about the Conclave, which is your father's inner circle. I think you just know that they're genies, but uh, with only with the 12, like your average knowledge st- basically stops there. It's like, oh, your dad sent someone. Uh, I'll just write where with a big question mark. Uh, she says uh, in Amy's office, I guess they're here to see Amy, but she's not in. So they're sitting, waiting. I guess I'm just going to shrug and be like, oh, <laughs> okay. So th- I've thrown another distraction at you. You're going to ignore the arrival of the conclave. Yeah. I got to focus on this shit. All right. So that's plus two to your determination. Hot dog. Uh, back to the thriller bark. They let you into absinthia. The gated community suburb, uh, which is it's aggressively nice. Uh, this is the post-apocalypse. I remember at the beginning of the season, I talked a little bit about how I didn't want it to be like grim, dark, all blood and guts. And then you went to some of the gut, blood and guts places at the beginning. That's <laughs> kind of the choices you made. This is like the this place is so nice. You've probably all covered in grime and blood and all traumatized to find it a little off-putting. <laughs> Everything seems so coordinated. I don't like that. It's a well-oiled machine, but for what purpose? I don't trust anybody that doesn't get sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) As you say that, I think a a Tarek waves to you from their stoop and says, Y'all coming to the barbecue tonight? What's on the menu? Yeah, what kind of sides you guys gonna have? Are you gonna have sweet potatoes? We got... We got all kinds of potatoes. We got the russets. We got the little guys. You know the baby potatoes. We got the the orange ones. What are those called, honey? You talking about the little ones after you cook them and when you bite them, they kind of pop in your mouth a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, the poppers. We love doing poppers I love those here. Guys. Yeah, who doesn't love doing poppers? <laughs> okay, well actually, poppers are fun. <laughs> <sighs> these these people have done literally nothing but be nice, but I'm still just convinced that they're gonna like turn around and eat us or something like i don't know what it is about them it's uh everything the 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 symmetry of this place is like kind of eerie i feel like it's a little ominous yeah i think there's a guard who's like uh you know guiding you to the bathrooms and they're they're like it's easy to get lost here everything is you know very orderly laid out but if unless you have some experience it's easy to get lost so just stick with me folks Alright. Can I roll an insight check? Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah. This is too clean. Uh, 23. 23? 12. Whoa, damn. Two 23s. Incredible. Ah, uh, that's a crit 23. Oh, shit! <laughs> Hat trick and <laughs> oh. a crit! What the fuck? Roll 20, are you okay, bud? <laughs> it's making up for lost fucking rolls is what's happening. Yeah, you've got to tell us, like, everything that there's ever been to know. Seriously. <laughs> Um, yeah, with a 23, here's what I'll say is that um, these people are being nice. Uh, they are concealing an important thing, which is that they're very nervous about how hot Corton is. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's like if you lived in like a small town and like you knew everybody there and then suddenly like Beyonce showed up. <laughs> 
and it, <laughs> no. it would be every, I mean, everyone's trying to play it cool uh they're not they're not with the 23 23 at 23 including a crit i'm telling you they're not they're not gonna eat you <laughs> They're not uh, planning to sacrifice you to dark gods. Uh, they they want you to come over to their barbecue, uh, and they want to look at Corton with their eyes. Well, I feel like that's a fair trade for some barbecue. With that level of insight, yes, we agree to your barbecue invitation. If we hadn't had the crit, if it had been an un- an unnatural twenty three, oh yeah, I'd have questioned it. No barbecue wouldn't have trusted them. <laughs> uh can some of us not go? Anything you want. Uh, I would like to not go because I'm remembering that uh, way back when Sabrina heard from Frida that there was a a piece of another world in the spa somewhere. Yeah, so right now you don't know anything. There's no spa here as far as you can tell, but that everything you're saying is accurate. So this seems like there's some investigation and questioning to do. Yeah, I want to try to look into that. I want to bring Drain with me. No, bring me. You can come too. It's where Dwayne's gonna be. So, is it? Yeah, I said I'm gonna bring Dwayne with me. I think it's. Are you just wanting to bring Dwayne more because you know the fans hate him? Well, that's where the real party's gonna why, be. Why do they hate him? I didn't know this was a thing. Why do they hate Dwayne? Although, like that's that's what I would do. <laughs> I mean, the disc. Yeah, the, I can't read thousands of Discord messages to hash out the Dwayne discourse. Uh, here's the. You're th- not a fan. Here's the thing I want to ask. Uh, do you want to go to the barbecue and then slip away to do investigation? Or do you just want to tell the track, like, not interested, take me to your information? Ooh, uh, probably, the, probably the former. Yeah. Uh, sneak away. Um, Vindras will happily stick with Corton and stick around for team. Let's be a big sexy distraction. Yep. It's, you know, hey. Corton's not really clear on uh, the local custom of barbecue, but any large gathering has the potential for an orgy, so... <laughs> and, look, Vindras is right here to hype you up and to get them all excited about what you've got to offer. It's all gonna be great. <laughs> Alright, so after the party goes to the bathroom and you take your, your skiff inside the gates, and they're they're basically gonna, like, you know, clean... let you get cleaned up and clothes and... You know, it's a pretty chill time. Obviously, everyone rolls hit dice if they need them. Um, and it's time to go to the barbecue, unless anybody has anything they want to do before that. Uh, I want to talk to Corton real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want Bramwell to come up and just say, How are you feeling? I mean, that, that, I, why do you ask? I didn't know if you wanted me to move my hand. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, I've had it on your back for a couple minutes now. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, I just thought you were being friendly. My hand's not on your back, Corton. No? <laughs> Alright, whose hand is on my back? <laughs> Nobody. Uh, I'm curious why you didn't ask the moths to look into that. I don't want anyone to know. You know, I'm the fun guy. I'm the party guy. I'm the guy who's trying to predicate a 
massive religions movement on being hot and down to fuck. I mean, what? I'm going to say, oh, by the way, can't feel that? Shit, I'm just hoping I can will an erection at this point. Mm. Well, there's, there's some pills you could take will help with that. <laughs> this show has really gotten away from its original kind of idea. <laughs> it's fine. You cannot control this show. This show controls you, Austin. Have you not told anyone? Not even Vindros. Frankly, I'm astounded nobody else has pointed it out by now. They're usually more perceptive than this, and I have extraordinarily <laughs> bad luck. If you don't wish to tell, I have no reason to. Although, I am concerned for you. It seems as if you're willing to throw parts of yourself away. Well, they just keep... They just keep going away. Maybe they weren't really mine. Or... Maybe I'm just a charlatan. You are. <laughs> but you're still a good man deep down. So, if you ever feel you're in danger, feel free to send a couple blows my way, and I'll, I'll take them for you. Thank you, Bramwell. Uh, we'll just see where those blows go, shall we? <laughs> Wait, who's handing out blows? Hold on. <laughs> now, if you're the fun one, then what's Staples supposed to be? Staples isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm kind of confused what her flavor in this crew is supposed to be now. Chaos. <laughs> yeah, before you guys get to the barbecue and Staples is already fucking shwasted on a, a fucking white picket fence doing hip thrusts with a lampshade on their head. <laughs> well... You can All send right. a couple of blows her way first if you want to. Vendross and Lola, did you two want to have a moment? Because the, the other two party members did. Hey. Hey. We don't talk very often alone, do we? I mean, we've 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 both had our own things going on for a while, and I, I mean, for a while you didn't want to talk about your stuff, and I was just completely on the wrong track as to what my stuff was. How how you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's good to circle back now that we have revealed truths about ourselves. Um, I mean, I miss my bow, but I do enjoy stabbing. I mean, stabbing's pretty good. Stabbing's pretty good. Yeah, it just nothing works better to push you to sleep than fighting staples for like two hours every day. Yeah. So I'm getting a lot of rest, uh, a lot of wounds, but I'm sleeping. S Sleeping. How how are you? What's uh with your whole all sleeping sounds great. Wouldn't know. Sounds great. Um Oh yeah, you'll sleep. Yeah, don't really do it. Um Oh, it's so good. It it, it seems weird. <laughs> it's just like not existing for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the best part. I mean, okay, yeah, mood. <laughs> it's like a little it's like a little brain vacation every day. Sounds sounds good. Oh, I'm I'm alright. I'm alright. Uh, sorry, uh I'm not trying to rub your lack of sleep. It's all good. I'm in your face. I'm I'm good. I'm feeling kinda kinda good. Um after that whole chat with the moths recently, I kind of It's nice to know that I tried to help someone and that that's what led to me being where I'm at. That it wasn't, you know, I, I don't owe this to someone. I did something good and something good came back. And that's 
kind of nice to know. Yeah, I feel like that's very important. I feel, you know, a bit more like the stuff I can do is a bit more my own than I kind of thought it was. Has that affected uh, your relationship with Corton at all? The way I look at it, the way I look at it, I still got those powers because I was trying to help him. I, you know, kind of, kind of got them because of him still, but I don't know. It, 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 I feel like it's changed how I feel about me more than it's changed how I feel about me and him. Well, that's healthy sounding. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see the good in it, like. I spent quite a while just sort of putting everything of, like, what I thought I was worth in him, and it feels good to be like, no, I'm cool on my own merits. You are. I mean, honestly, you didn't hear me say this, although he probably already knows, but uh, you're, you're definitely cooler. I I don't know about that, but I appreciate you lying to raise my spirits. <laughs> He's more cut. He's jacked, but on pure cool factor. I mean, no one's as cool as you. You have all the animal friends. You are the coolest. Hey, I'm I'm also missing my tail. I'm getting that candy cane tail coming in. I hate it. <laughs> So I think this whole conversation is happening during the dress-up montage because you're all getting ready to go to the barbecue and you're, you're getting off your bloody, fucked-up clothes. <laughs> Put a traffic cone on my tail. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you already mentioned the Uggs, so that's your footwear. Does anybody else have any... Uh, just, to, just to torture the fan artist, really. Does anybody have any cool outfit uh, points of order? Sleepless vest. Yes! Yes! And nothing else. Um... Just an outfit covered in, in a ridiculous number of spikes. I'm not going to tell you where they go, just spikes everywhere. But these are dress spikes. These are your Sunday best spikes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, these are like, you know, tasteful spikes. I just think I take one of Sandra's feathers that has like fallen off as it happens with birds and I put it in my straw hat and I'm like, yeah, now I'm fancy. Corton's going to allow them to dress him however they wish. <laughs> oh, they're going to love it. <laughs> okay, so we had the workshop of Corton outfit, because I think the Turek who were like, oh, uh, what kind of clothes would you like, sir? And you're like, oh, whatever you have lying around. And then they just <laughs> take the opportunity to get just get real raunchy See, with I, it. I, I, th- I thought their suggestion would be, oh, no, we don't have any clothes left for you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> What do they come back in with, like, uh, like two band-aids and a dish towel? They're like, you know, your evening attire, good sir. Bert, is it like that fucking, what is that movie with Burt Reynolds? Oh, Zardoz? Yes! <laughs> Absolutely Zardoz. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but this is the reverse of Zardoz, because the penis is good and the gun is bad. <laughs> how is this whole how has this whole season not been filled with Zardoz references like a post-apocalyptic salt flat isn't it it's like a desert at I've least. never seen the entire movie I just I feel like the outfit uh, is very it's wonderful I'm looking at it now I've never seen this movie oh not Burt Reynolds Sean Connery right it's Burt Reynolds no it's Sean Connery why do I think it was Burt Reynolds I knew what you were talking about immediately, though. I felt your energy. <laughs> Isn't there a picture of Burt Reynolds with, like, a dog? 
I'm sorry, I can't think of anything else but this. I'm sure there's some out there. (laughs) Okay, so this is what we're going to. Everyone goes to the the barbecue. Uh, Gentleman Bramble's in a sleeveless vest. Uh, Lola has a traffic cone on her tail and a feather in her cap. Uh, Vindros has infinite spikes, non-Euclidean amounts of spikes. Spikes on the spikes. (laughs) Oh, we can just start start poking fucking Stuart's quills into your outfit. (gasps) Yes. And then the big, like, the show-stopping moment is Corton comes out in the Sean Connery outfit from Zardoz, just a red G-string fucking bandolier shit, uh, and the crowd absolutely goes wild. Almost, uh, was it a stringkini, where it's just the, the Borat thing? Yeah, it's not quite Borat, but it's not not Borat. But it's almost there. Okay, so we've established uh, Bramwell and Lola are going to roll stealth to do uh, an Irish goodbye on this party, but everyone else, do you want to roll to mingle? Sure. Any performance for that, or... Yeah. Oh, I botched on performance. Performance. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're really bad at small talk. Someone's like... What do you think about that weather? And you like vomit in their face, <laughs> or like you bite their you bite like their hand off or something. I also <laughs> botch. Can can my botch be the distraction that means that Lauren can still get away even with a botch? No, I'm gonna get trapped at this party, aren't I? Wait, I mean, Laura, you know, you do realize you can't use your botch to improve someone else's botch. That's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Have you heard the saying? Two wrongs don't make a right, but two botches do make a crit. Yeah, yeah, they cancel each other out. It's great. That's yeah, that's in the DMG, Austin. Yeah. Come on. Um, no, I, I think uh, so, mm, there's so much going on here. Okay, so I think the obvious solution to Lola's botch is that uh, you can't find an opportunity to get away from the party. Uh, but Vendross's is trickier. I don't want to put words in your mouth. My my intuition, if I was writing this like novel i would say like vindros lets something slip she shouldn't know that makes them mad something about like oh i just was just talking to the rebellion leaders or something but um i see i'm 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 theoretically on board with that if we can find the right thing because i feel like vindros would at least know enough to not mention the rebellion leader yeah <laughs> like i feel like it would have to be something more oh yeah that's been a that's been a part of our our whole deal for a while we wouldn't even think to not mention it I think maybe it's something, um, it's like more something you don't say. Like, it's like they're mentioned, they're like, oh, yeah, we actually just had a visit from the abbot. Uh, he came, you know, on the God King's orders because this, this dastardly rebellion is springing up. And, you know, obviously we don't have any of that here. So we sent him on his way. And you maybe uh, don't, like, show proper appreciation of that. Or maybe just they just say, like, oh, the abbot was here. And you say, who? And they're like, wait, we thought you were with... The God King. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm a little slow on terms. I do what I'm. I I do what I'm told. Rather, I'm not super good on the knowing things. So Corton's at this point gonna step up and say, "No, no, you you misunderstand. We do, of course, represent the God King, but we we represent the a, the religious order, and so we're not as connected in with the day to day goings on of the political body. It's frankly beneath us." <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Um, so I haven't named any of these Turek yet. I think the guard who uh, took a liking to you, Corton, is going to be like the the main point of contact here. Uh, this guy's name is Sawyer. So that's that's like someone who steps up and says like, 
Oh, wow, yours that important? Oh, wait, we should have rolled out the red carpet for you. Well, now, you know, this is... We do want to keep things somewhat quiet, you know. This is a... You know, more of a casual visit, you know, just trying to get away from the hustle and bustle, if you will. As you say, you're trying to keep this quiet and casual, like the camera's zooming out and you just see uh, Staples hip thrusting in the background. <laughs> <laughs> just nonstop. Um, but with t- two botches, I think they're kind of, most of the attendees are relatively unimpressed with this. I think you've you've made an impression on Sawyer, who likes you, but the rest of them are like, I don't know about these people. They didn't have their paperwork. They weren't flying the right flag. Um, Lola, you try to find an exit, and there's just like people everywhere on this party. There's no place to break sight lines. Like if you're in a Hitman game, everywhere is the cones that the guards have. All right, well, uh, can I at least get some fruit punch or some shit, man? Like, <laughs> Of course, yeah, you don't have to roll for fruit punch. <laughs> like, just angrily, angie, don't talk to me. Sipping my fruit punch. So with all these all these botches and failures, uh, we're at the edge of a catastrophe. I think I, I probably could spring something pretty nasty on you for two botches, but I want to give you a last chance here to use uh, skillful discussion, and I realize now <laughs> this is not where this usually goes, uh, but to, to get information you want without sneaking out. So there's basically two big things we're kind of here for. Um, one is to talk to the orc folk. And try to see about, like, getting them to agree to this revolution we're trying to do, which requires us to know a bit about them. Uh, But we also did find out that there's a piece of another world here, supposedly, as well, which is what Bramble's kind of interested in. You know, I've always been really interested in, like, lore and shit, right? Oh, we hate lore here. You hate lore? No, we're bad. We're we're not fans of lore. What about history? Well, history is different than lore. Lore is like you got to go on the wiki to figure out what's happening in Destiny. History oh, is more like a, I'm talking more, you know, academic myth, myth, mythological shit. Oh, because you you all are part of this. What's the order called? It's the path of the joining. But the path of the path of the joining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So Cortad saves your bacon there. Um, so, so obviously they they're under the impression that this is like a religious movement that glorifies the God King. But they're like, oh, so how is how do you need history for that? I mean, it's always advantageous to find out and, and discover and uh, you know do archaeology in our land because then we can better provide the God King with stuff to do Wait, isn't archaeology illegal uh unless you're working well yeah but like we're not doing actual archaeology it's more like a scouting thing we tell them about what's going on and then it goes from there see what god king wants to happen with it you know i think some of the turk are talking amongst themselves and they're like oh i think only the queen is allowed to do archaeology do you work for the queen Sometimes, you know, we go. We we get moved around a lot. It's a it's a really important thing we're doing. So, all right, roll deception, Lola, and see if this turns into a blood party. Well, I think it does because I rolled a six. <laughs> Did I have the opportunity to sneak out? Um, I think this might be the opportunity because. Uh, early- <laughs> 
Sorry. Oh, fuck. Well. They were so nice to you. <laughs> they don't have to kill me. Uh, let's cut back to the gore fields for a moment. Oops. Oh, can we? Uh-huh. Uh, so, Clear, uh, you obviously do your morning training with Charlie, but in the afternoon, you normally would meet with Amy, who hasn't returned to the gore fields. Uh, so what are you going to do for your uh, negative reinforcement or uh, antithesis training? I guess I want to, like, look around her office to see if she's still there. Like, I'm like, maybe she's, like, hiding or something. Ooh, okay. Uh, why don't you uh, roll investigation to see if Amy has returned? I got an 11. Uh, okay, so what I'll give you with an 11 is as you're approaching the, um, basically the place where the where the skiffs pick up produce to take it all over Wormwood, that's where Amy's office is. As you approach, you see a large uh, genie um like in the distance and so i'm with you got above average so i'm gonna say you see them early enough to do something about it before you run into them like this is a a time to nope out if that's what you want or to do some kind of spell or roll or something um but if you Uh, if you continue you're gonna run into this person yeah i'll i'll cast invisibility all right uh, so clear you're going over to amy's office and you see uh, a genie leave uh specifically a uh earth type of genie because uh, we talked before about how genies are like really high level elementals uh we met the friar which is a fire genie this is earth genie which are called dao d-a-o um and this this something you see as you're invisible and you're just walking by is that this genie looks like they have been very badly burned in the past like um they this is an obviously an old wound it's not like they were recently hurt but like their skin normally has like this uh you know earthen quality to it like the ground basically but it's almost magmatic at some points like this person was set on fire or something in the past um so they have like a war wound this is this is a badass person i think charlie told you that that they were here this is the deacon okay uh so what is the exact parameter of my negative reinforcement training uh basically the duke explained there are three parts of the training you're undergoing uh, thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. So you need to like work on your determination. That's thesis. You need to work against everything else that isn't determination. That's antithesis. And then you need to meditate on the the contradiction between them. That's synthesis. So I need I need to intentionally block out stuff that's not focusing on my determination. Exactly. I could have just said that. Because part of me is like, I mean, I could definitely get some negative reinforcement if I like throw a snowball at the back of this Dow's head. Um, but that's not really focusing on the right stuff right now. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, so this Dow uh, leaves Amy's office. It seems like uh, they got tired of waiting for her and they're going to get back in their skiff and leave. And so whatever this this whole storyline is, like there's a chance to just let it go and not engage with it. It's perfectly Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent. Then yeah, I, it's look me as the player is like no, I want to find out the story, but in character clears like whatever. I gotta get back to fucking training. All right. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Uh, so the Dow leaves uh, angrily, um, and you get into Amy's office and she's not there, and you see like the Dow trashed her office, like looking for shit, but you don't know if they found anything. Hmm. You do know Amy has stuff that she absolutely does not want her dad to find out about. Yeah. Uh, so I guess can I search to see if any of that was amongst, like, if, if I could find any of that? Or I guess 
Now, you know, can I just go search the barn? Yeah, I mean, I'm not even gonna make you roll for that. You go to the barn. It's filled with bumble sauce, but Amy's not here. She she has left. Are the, are the bumble sauce being fed? Um, they have like enough food for a day, but you'll need to start taking care of them if she doesn't return. Fucking chores, this bitch. <laughs> this bitch. The audacity. Uh, the audacity of this bitch. <laughs> um, we took Amy's ship, didn't we? We took we took specifically what was her skiff. Yeah, the Thriller Bark was her personal vehicle. So what vehicle did she take? As far as you know, you were in bed and you heard her and the Duke arguing outside. Uh, the like your bedchamber, and then she just stomped off. You have every reason to believe she literally just walked out of the Gorefields and just kept walking. I'm gonna go back to the Duke, and I'm just gonna write, "Where's Amy?" on a piece of paper. Yeah, he says, "I do not know. She left yesterday after your training session went bad, and she has not returned." Uh, I'm going to pantomime sign and just uh, write on a piece of paper. Well, I need her to do mo- her half of the training. So dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well, perhaps I could step in and take up that <laughs> role. I was hesitant before because it can be very unpleasant. And I thought it would be more appropriate for a family member than myself. But if that is acceptable to you i can do this part of training as well uh show right i guess it's okay i kind of already hate you oh (laughs) Oh my god he's like ha 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 what a funny joke clear (laughs) you're making me smile just like this was as dead faced as she could be Yeah, no, he he is such a fucking goober. It just does not enter his brain that you could genuinely hate him when all he's done is try to help. (laughs) From his perspective, he's done nothing wrong. Um, Yeah, so I think if you want to do antithesis training with the Duke, uh, here's what I'm going to say is constitution saving throw before I describe how this goes. Uh, Seven. So that's not good. Uh, so what happens is you go out into the vineyard um, and he is, you know, he's dressed like he's been picking grapes and so forth. He's doing his wine business, uh, but he has these heavy gloves on and he takes one of them off and you see he has like really sharp nails. He's half demon. So he has like these beautiful peacock wings and he, he looks kind of like soft in many respects, but then he reveals like this wickedly sharp uh, talons he has and it's like like oh this guy actually isn't defenseless right and then his hand bursts into flames and then he says all right so i want you to focus on things you like i heard you like adventuring and books and skiffs and then i'm going to uh psychically uh try to remove them from you yes uh <laughs> I like to think that's what she's writing, like a piece of paper, like, uh, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yeah, like, there's this is not great. <laughs> this is bad. He's a demon. He's going to, like, try to basically mind twist you. Uh, you sure you don't know where Amy went? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not know. Uh, she stomp off and she did not come back. Can I, I'm trying to think what check would be used to determine that this might not be the smartest course of action. 
But at the same time, uh-huh. yes. going after Amy is not really focusing on my determination right now. No, that's, I mean, that's the, the whole rub of this kind of arc is that I'm throwing out all these things you could potentially do that could advance all these different storylines. And in order to get what you want, you have to ignore them. Yeah, I guess she's just going to be like, don't fuck anything up like you usually do. Woo! Uh, Spicy yeah. again. Uh, so basically he puts his claw through your head, uh, but uh, not on the physical plane, if that makes sense. Like he thrusts his hand into your skull, but it doesn't split the skin or the you know bone. It's just a purely metaphysical transaction as he begins rooting around in your mind with his claws. Uh, you rolled a seven, uh, so it hurts very badly, um, mm-hmm. and it is not a clean extraction. But uh, so clear, what what thing that used to bring you joy will no longer do so? Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to go too hard too quickly, so I'll say reading. I'll say that her her enjoyment of like reading and books and everything like that is gone. All right, yeah. I mean, that makes you like m- the majority of people I've met in my life, so it's not that huge. <laughs> oh, yeah. I-, I lose my joy of scrolls. Yeah. To me, <laughs> this is the most tragic fate that could befall a character, but <laughs> that's something I realize most people do not share. Um, but yeah, so he like tears the love of reading out of your mind uh, with his the demonic claw without spilling a drop of blood, and it hurts like hell, um, but it is successful. And or so, like to stabilize as best I can by like somebody my ice sword and like using it to kind of brace myself. Oh yeah, definitely. And that brings you up to plus three uh, times that you have not been distracted. Hot dog, which you know I love. Yeah. Um, like the count, bitch. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna cut back. I just want to say that uh, the 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 whispers. That uh that you were being tempted by are gonna go away. Amy is gonna go on her own journey, unconnected to you, and whatever the the Dao, uh, whatever the Deacon found in Amy's office is going on its way back to the God King. So you're okay with all three of those consequences? Oh boy, I gotta be. All right, okay. <clears throat> Listen, I've come up with more lies to cover up my lie. If <laughs> I can lie more. Tell me. Trust me. I, I feel good this time. Uh-huh. Lola Beans. <laughs> I slept through training. <laughs> Lola. Um. <laughs> I'm a bad student. I'm here because of nepotism. I think instead of basically them all immediately attacking you, I think the, the thing that happens here is that one of the Tarek goes Karen mode. <laughs> And it's just like, uh, Father Corton, is this really the kind of hurt people you have in your employ? She slept through training. She doesn't, she's like three feet tall. Um, she has the muscle mass of a fucking kindergartner. Sorry, a, a, a gosh darn kindergartner. Uh, hey. This is, this is not up to the God King standards. Look at that tail. Or rather that lack of tail. What makes you think that the other thing isn't missing a lot more? Oh, you doubt the God King's decision-making skills? 
<laughs> oh no! Hell yeah! Uh, do you want to roll intimidation to assert your your authority on this situation? Oh, I love twenty five crit, bitch! Hell yes! Oh, lovely, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the dice have been lying in wait this entire season, and now they're ready to fuck. <laughs> so I think maybe somebody owes me an apology. Immediately, the the Karen Turek starts trying to apologize. I didn't mean to. No, you know I would never. Listen, I mean everyone knows me. I would never. And they're like, "Would you? Would you, Karen?" Uh, and there's someone's like, uh, uh, "Father Corton, let me get you uh, some uh, baby back ribs here. They're 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 so delicious and moist. Uh, we we love you. You're great." Um, I mean, you crit. I think at a certain point, this person actually gets ostracized from the group, and everyone is immediately like trying their best to butter you up. I think there's a like a palpable change in the atmosphere here. What I'm going to say is Lola botched, so you cannot slip away. There's too much heat on you. But Bramwell, if you want to slip away, uh, there's a moment here where they become the center of attention where you can if you want to. Yeah, I mean, it might as well. Okay, give me an investigation, uh, unless you have a different uh, idea in mind, to just look around Absinthia. Uh, I can give one a try. I would love that. 19. Oh, yeah. Um, I think probably you see that the uh, because Sawyer is at the party, his guard station's empty and you just pop in um, to look through his stuff. Uh, he, he has like some paperwork uh, noting that you're here, like the, you know, in, intake time and there's an outtake time he'll write when you leave. Uh, do you want to do anything with that uh, to erase? Yeah. Yeah. I want to I want to like. uh I guess I'm going to, like, snatch it up, destroy it, and eat it. Okay, yeah, so, so there's no record of you being here. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Uh, with a 19, uh, the important thing I think I want to give you here is that there's a map, a more local map. You found a map in the library in, like, episode two, which was very general. It was just, like, the the hot spots. Here you find a, a more local map of, like, the, the layout of the city or, the, like, the layout of Absinthia particularly and the surrounding area. And you see to, to the north of this gated community, there is another another area of interest marked spa. So it's it's not within this community. Okay, I want to take the map. Perfect. Uh, so you know there is somewhere else to go. Um, with the 19, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think uh, on the sheet where you found the intake information for the Thriller Bark, you also see that a member of the Conclave was here, specifically the Abbot. So the Friar yeah. is dead. Don't have to think about him anymore. If you listen to the intros, you know the vicar is still in the castle. So there's only two in play. There's the deacon who just left the Gorefields and the abbot who apparently just left Absinthia. Okay. So they're, like, they're signed out? Yeah, they, they, they showed up a little bit. Like They showed up like yesterday and left right before you got here. You don't know what direction they went in. Okay. Is there anything else that's like marked on the general map that... like? would be of note besides the spa oh that's a good question um like a little dot that says like secret evil base here <laughs> set, send the abbot or whatever uh so uh, here's what i'm going to say is i'm going to say there's not any particular planned content but if you want to roll survival to see like i can improv like uh, uh, uh some kind of survival cash or something here for you if that's what you want to do uh i botched so no Whoa. You God eat damn, the map. 
There's got to be something on here somewhere. Maybe it's on the inside of the map. I'm going to rip it apart. It's saliva activated. You just got to really, really get it in there. Uh, okay, so uh, Bramwell, I think you get half the information you want, which is that you know where the, the spa is. This is a very interesting uh, location you've heard about. You basically, on as, as far as in character, you heard um, Claire talk about her mother. Claire learned about it through like the stuff in marcel's room yeah but she would have she would have told everybody else about it exactly that's what i'm saying is so like at some point you know the the character we now call clear said to bramwell like yeah my mom had to choose between two locations she went to the duke and then they broke up and then apparently she went to absinthia because there's a fragment of a, a, another world there and she thought maybe she could escape so that's all very interesting to you um, and that's, you know about that, but nobody has learned anything useful about rallying the Turek to the revolution. They seem, uh, resistant to that, in fact. But, yeah. Uh, but Corton, you crit, and so the, the party is getting extremely rowdy as we cut back there. Uh, Lola, you can't escape, but I'm not sure if you want to because it's getting really exciting. <laughs> um, like, they're all over you, Corton. You can't feel it. I was going to say it's almost everything you ever wanted, but you can't feel it. So I don't know about that. But there's just bodies and there's sweat and there's like a genuine appreciation for you. Oh, v- Vindras is making art of this. This is very much your um, oh, uh, Dionysus, your, your moment of being the sort of party, party leader. <laughs> uh, I'm sipping on my some more fruit punch. Um, and I'm sneaking uh, hors d'oeuvres and shit to all my animals. Nice. Uh, so, uh, I mean, the question is, Corton, is, is there something you want to do here besides just be appreciated? Is there some way you want to leverage this? Because the, uh, the dice keep saying no one's interested in your pitch until now. With this crit, mm-hmm. these people are open to the path of the joining mm-hmm. in a way that nobody else has um, been. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna um, try and ride this wave even further uh, by pulling out uh, the old loot because the the good loot's gone, um, and uh, just per- just doing a little performance on it, um, and and see if we can't get a few of them uh, to be obsessive to the point of really spreading the word through the town. Oh, you have uh, that bard ability. I do have that bard ability. Uh, Enthralling performance is the bard ability. Uh, So, um, let me see here. It's, yeah. Okay, so four creatures uh, need a wisdom saving throw. um, And they'll sing my praises if they fail. And nothing happens if they succeed. And they're drunk, so they're going to get disadvantage. Sexy. Hell yeah. Wait. Four. Okay. Good stuff. So, cool. Um, in that case, yeah, uh, this is a recruiting session for uh, Corton. If, if anything, he wants to try and find a way to edge in on the love for the God King. <laughs> if for no, you know, but, but, but. Then he can start tossing in, you know, little subtle statements about how, well, you know, there is more than the God King out there. Hey, you, you know how you love the God King? Well, have you tried loving not the God King? <laughs> <laughs> the idea being to eventually try and feel out who's responsive to that 
um, here because there has to be somebody questioning this. Yeah. We know that. We know there's somebody here. Yeah. Everyone you've met so far has been open to the God King being overthrown because he's a dick to them. Uh, but these people needed uh, – you needed to kind of think outside the box. And I think a religious approach is actually really clever. Historically, one of the things that is most effective in mobilizing revolutionaries is religion. Uh, the other being, I guess, money. Uh, <laughs> and drugs, if you think about it. If you think about like – yeah, if you think about like uh, you know heroin in Afghanistan or cocaine in Colombia. Like, that was my fallback. Yeah, yeah. I mean you do – I did give you drugs earlier – yeah, because that's like the other main like it's not an exaggeration to say like a lot of the wars of the last century have been mostly funded by drugs. Shout out to the CIA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the enthralling performance hadn't been a success, I was going to go get the sack from the, the ship and start, <laughs> you know, saying, hey, the real party favors are here. Oh, you need more. Um, But yeah, with this approach, I think there's a, a real a shot. I mean, you crit, so um, there's no. There's no ambiguity. There's a, there's a, you can absolutely like start, Mm -hmm. basically become the cult leader you've wanted to for 22 episodes um, and then get some of these people on your side. Probably not all of them, but probably not enough. Yeah. This isn't like suddenly everyone here is licking your feet, but there's enough people for it to be meaningful. And I think at some point a Tarek comes over. This this person's dressed like a fifties housewife, like very <laughs> uh, that part in um, Fallout where you go into the the virtual world and it's like really painfully exaggerated fifties style. Or that happens in Saints Row as well, doesn't it? That's a really popular video game thing. I'm coming to my mind. Um, but this Tarek is uh, she tells you she says like hello there, my, my name's Cindy and I'm I love your your pitch. Can you uh, maybe tell me more? Oh, this party's so loud. Do you want to tell me more over here? Uh oh. Oh, Cindy, 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 Cindy! You have the look of a a person who's not satisfied. Please, let's go this way. <laughs> uh, yeah, she has like a polka dot dress and like a big bow uh, on her head, but of course she's a an ape orc. <laughs> I don't think she has hair. Maybe does she have a wig? I don't even know. I'm trying to. Yes, okay. she has wig. <laughs> like a curly blonde wig on her big orc head. <laughs> <laughs> or are her rollers still in? <laughs> is that appropriate for a barbecue? Well, maybe if it's at her house. Uh, no, I don't think. I think that's even worse. <laughs> well, I mean, if it were me. Well, yeah, but that's it's a it's a look that you would rock. That's the difference. That's fair. Yeah, I've wrapped my head in a saran wrap and gone to the store, so it's cool. Uh, but Cindy says. Uh, this it's so interesting. Uh, most of the people here they're so boring. You know, it's just like there's this. What's the word? Emptiness in this community sometimes, you know? It's mm-hmm, you brought mm-hmm. so much excitement. You need something to sort of fill you up and make you feel whole. <laughs> exactly. You took the words out of my mouth. And actually I I think I know some other people who might be interested as well. Oh my god, it is an orgy. Well, well, well. Uh please, I'd love to be introduced. Uh, I think Cindy takes you to one of the identical houses in this neighborhood when she can get you away from the party and leads you down into a, a basement uh, where there are some other Tarek in here who are like maybe reading some slightly subversive literature. Um, you know, say, They're not even going so far as to say overthrow the God King. They're just like, what if he's not the best? You know, what if he's second best? That's like as far as they've gotten. Um, mm-hmm. 
But I, so you walk in, you're wearing the Zardoz <laughs> thong. Um, I think things are getting, uh, there, there's a palpable excitement in the air as a sexy man comes into this meeting <laughs> of, of, of basically desperate housewives. That's what's going on here. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, what do you say? Do you have, is there a speech? Oh, no, there's no speech. <laughs> oh, no. Do you want to do you want to roll for something that we don't have? I'd like to roll performance though. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm sorry, yeah. audience. I'm sorry. You're <laughs> not. But unfortunately, Cortad can't seem to get it up and rolled an eleven. I mean, that's average. You've never had an average night. We've learned something about Austin today. Nobody's ever had an average night with me, Austin, and you take that back. <laughs> okay. Well, damn. Hey, hey, Austin, 11 is above average. Get it uh, right. <laughs> it is a little bit. That, 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 that above makes all the difference. Yeah, I think it, you, you do a slightly above, but also these are people who are like desperate for anything in their lives. So they probably overrate the experience somewhat. Um, Works for me. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the important thing is, though, I think in the afterglow of whatever happened here that we don't need to get into... Uh, there is a, a knock at the top of the staircase to this basement, and you hear a voice. Someone say, "Mom, are you done down there?" Mom, no, you had kids. Uh-huh. Um, and I think Cindy says to you, "Sorry, that's that's my stepson. We adopted him. It's it's a whole thing." Mm, no, no, kids are great. They um, they work hard. You're just saying this in a pile of Turek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the the person knocks again and says, "Is that is? Are those weirdos still here?" Oh, he's kind of mouthy though. <laughs> Cindy says, "He he means well. He's been through a lot. You know, he's orphaned. It's tough out there, especially for a human. A human, you say." Yeah. An orphaned human. And no one took them in but you. Well, I have a kind heart, full of love <sighs> to give. Clearly, clearly. Why? Out there in the wilds, it's hard to imagine a human could even survive, let alone be worth keeping around. I mean, <laughs> but those are the breaks. Well, you know, I try to be welcoming in my community, you see. We try to take everyone, accept everyone as they are. Uh, because everyone's deserving of love, wouldn't you agree? Of course, of course. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In fact, we we see a world where everybody's free to love each other without any sort of, uh, you know, limits on on what they could do, you know. Leave no, uh, leave nothing unexplored, such as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the kind of freedom that you could only get you know, were there not to be, I don't know, a god king, you know? Uh, roll persuasion with advantage. <laughs> 25. Yeah, I think everyone's like, this is like the morning after everyone's like getting dressed and they're all very excited about your speech, about limitless love and about freedom and not being stuck in this fucking cul-de-sac forever. Um, and I think they make enough noise that... Uh, the adopted son thinks it's okay to come down to get a fucking 
Capri Sun from the <laughs> the fridge down here. <laughs> um, the door opens and this human boy comes down the stairs two at a time. Um, very annoyed by his mom's friends. And when he sees you and you see him, uh, the room gets very quiet. And he says, Dad? What? Dun, dun, dun.